The UK Report with Adam Gilchrist. Good morning, Adam. Morning, Kino. Surely they just got too close, didn't they? Well, I think they got too close. This is the point. Yeah, the yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone, anyone else would go that close. Would you go that no, close? No, 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 no. I don't think I'd go that close to a meerkat, let alone <laughs> an elephant. Angry-looking elephant. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, no, listen, I'm silly. I'm not stupid. Um, stars <laughs> in court. Tell us about the Bull Roach, entertainer Rolf Harris, and DJ Dave Lee Travers. Yes, all of them household names in the UK and, and some of them worldwide. William Roach, of course, a.k.a. Ken Barlow from Coronation Street. His trial has begun. He has absolutely denied raping a 15-year-old girl and five other charges of indecent assault that involve four other girls. These are allegations that date back to the 1960s. Then the entertainer and artist Rolf Harris, he's appeared in court. He's denied 12 indecent assault charges. These claims date back to the 1960s, 70s and 80s. And he's not on trial yet, but his trial is due to begin in April. And a DJ and former TV presenter, perhaps less known globally, but uh, at one stage, you know, Radio 1 breakfast show host mm. and uh, presenter of Top of the Pops, that sort of stuff, yeah. with a nickname The Hairy Cornflake, Dave Lee Travis is on trial. Again, denying 13 counts of indecent and sexual assault, and uh, oh. his crimes supposedly, allegedly, date back to the 70s, 80s, and 90s. So all historical abuse. And it is just, oh. and, and I have to say as well, a comedian, Freddie Starr, remember him? Yeah. He's been arrested for a third time, so only an arrest, only a charge at this stage over alleged sexual offences. The fact that that's suddenly four household names going through similar ordeals at the same time is quite extraordinary. Yeah, we have to ask ourselves some questions. Uh, the blazing car murder. Thank heavens for DNA, eh? Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, this is quite something. Scientists making a breakthrough, they say, although they haven't absolutely revealed the conclusion yet. They're going to do that live on TV, which is really annoying. But anyway, they have made a breakthrough in a murder mystery that dates back 83 years. What happened was, 1930, an unknown man was hit over the head with a mallet and burnt to death in a car near Northampton in 1930. The murderer, Alfred Rouse, apparently was trying to fake his own death to escape a number of paternity suits. Um, he apparently had uh, suffered some distress from the First World War and his personality had taken a change and he started fathering children left, right and centre. Anyway, Alfred Rouse was eventually hanged for the crime because it was proved that there was a, another body in that car, not his. Uh, but he took the name of his victim to the grave. Indeed, did he know the name of his victim? We have no idea. Here we are now, uh, 83 years later, or 84 years later, very nearly. Uh, Rouse, um, obviously long gone, but... Uh, the team that identified the bones of King Richard III have found a DNA trace that leads them to a certain William Biggs. Now, he's a gentleman who vanished without trace. It's extraordinary how many people do vanish without trace every year. Uh, it's often hundreds, if not thousands, mm. in a country. William Biggs is one of those, and they've put two and two together, and we believe they've therefore, not in this case, found the murderer all these decades later, but found the victim all these decades later. Wow. Wow, it's amazing, eh? DNA. Mm. Three little letters. Now, World War Diary, Soldiers' World War One trench tales are put online. Yeah, notice, uh, yes, uh, rewriting history or uh, historical accounting seems to be our theme for the day, doesn't it, with mm. everything. And here we have First World War Diaries from soldiers being put onto the National Archives website, accessible by all, nationalarchives.org, I believe it's called. Uh, 25 people have poured over, well, they haven't quite finished, but nonetheless, they will have poured over one and a half million pages of diaries and diary extracts. Uh, a lot of the extracts are about the terrifying ordeals of the First World War, some of them up 
uplifting, some of them extraordinary. Quite a lot of the entries are humdrum, monotonous, because a soldier's life in 1914, not unlike a soldier's life today, has its really high points and its scary points, but an awful lot of it is humdrum, monotony, you know, another day, an, another downpour, another dose of mud, another dose of dysentery, that sort of stuff. Intriguingly, Every British unit sent to the First World War was commanded to keep a diary. So that's one of the reasons why we have these extraordinary things, plus all the personal diaries on top of this. And just a couple of really brief entries, just to give you mm-hmm. a, a little flavour here, and these are available online. Captain James Patterson, he entered uh, uh, a diary entry in September 1914. Everywhere the same hard, grim, pitiless sign of battle. I've had a belly full of it as a soldier already at his wit's end after just a couple of months fighting. Mm. Or there's another diary entry which talks about a rugby match behind the trenches. A somewhat scrappy game ended in a draw. You wonder how on earth people get (laughs) that diverted during the Great War. There again, a somewhat scrappy game ended in a draw. That could be a sum-up of the whole of the First World War, couldn't it? (laughs) Absolutely. Adam Gilchrist, who, of course, uh, a a lot more lovable is the word used than the cricketer. Thank you very much for... (laughs) Our UK report. Have a good one. Chat to you tomorrow.